Welcome to the Mid Podcast, where we talk about random shit, geek stuff, and wrestling. You can find us on Twitter and YouTube at the Mid Podcast. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe button, and leave us a comment. You can listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. You can also support the podcast. First, head over to patreon.com slash the mid podcast and become a mid podcast Patreon. We have different tiers, so find one that fits you. You will receive exclusive access to additional content that is only for our Patreon members. You can also check out our merchandise at themidpodcast.com and get you some merchandise. We have stickers, t-shirts, mugs, and much, much more. And until the end of May, if you use discount code E7569WALG0, you can get free shipping on all that wonderful merchandise that you're going to order. But I am one of your co-hosts, Catherine, here with my other host, Brandon. Hello, people of the internet. And Brandon, what are we discussing today? Wrestling. Wrestling. Okay, Brandon Walker. Wrestling. Okay, Brandon Walker. As I have wrestling on in the background. Since we're a few days late recording. Because I was busy all day Saturday. And we're going to do it Sunday, but I had a really shitty Sunday, so we're doing it tonight. Yay. Better late than never, right? Yes. So, you ready to dive deep into some wrestling? See. So, first segment, random wrestling news, my favorite. Fun. Only have 16 topics. Less than last time when you had like 25. I mean, it ain't my fault. Wrestling is a news slash topic fiasco every day. Yeah, sometimes it can be. So. We hear that your boy, Sammy Guevara, has a neck and back injury from his match with Scorpio Sky. How do you feel about that? Hope he gets better soon. I might not like the guy, but any injury sucks. That sucked for Sammy. That's the nicest way I could put it. We're going to talk about some Impact Wrestling now. Your hey. thoughts on Ishii versus Josh, Josh Alexander for the Impact title at Under Siege. Uh, fun. Sounds like a fun match. Sounds like it'll be good. Thoughts on Cody Rhodes will be on the next episode of Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Session. Will you watch it? Maybe. Speaking of Cody Rhodes, he's coming out right now. Yeah. My next topic. I'm going to turn it over to you because this was your topic. 
that was Hamid. Hamid's made by Athena. Oh, oh yeah, I need to find these again. I might have screenshotted them. More than likely. Uh, da, 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 yeah. Nope, I know where to find them. I kind of forgot to screenshot them. I didn't think about it at the time. Always screenshot stuff you want to talk about. Well, I usually like this stuff. I don't like nothing anymore. Do, do, do. When she say that, Saturday? Uh, Friday, Saturday. I don't remember. Last week. Well, real quick, don't know if you have this, but Stardom, who is an all-female Japanese wrestling company, is interested in having a few people from AEW. You know who those two people are. Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Yes. I think I had seen something about that. An AEW versus Stardom Super Show would not be opposed to it. I think it would be pretty fun. I think it would be too. I would be all for it. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, but why can't I find this? Come on. Um, do you have it screenshotted? No. Uh, but in the short short way until I find it. Basically, she said that the WWE was trying to over-sexualize her. That's like the easiest way I could put it until I find this. Oh, here we go. I found it. And this is from Athena on WWE via the company called Insight. And it quotes, We would have to sit through stupid meetings about how we'd have to dress sexy. I cater to children. I'm not about to wear fishnet booty butt cheek shorts because we had a two-hour meeting about how to dress like Mandy Rose. Well, damn. She's not I wrong. Think, I, I don't think Athena likes Mandy Rhodes that much. Probably not, and she's not wrong with how she felt. Yeah. I mean, she is the new Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion. Yes, she is, and I got to see that live and in person. So that was cool. I but I cannot disagree with what she said. She shouldn't be forced to look like a slut if she chooses not to. Not at all. It seems like a lot of people call, are calling out the WWE for stuff lately. Huh. I wonder why. I guess because maybe they're a little upset. 
Anywho. Your thoughts on WWE releasing NXT talent and this talent, all NXT talent has a 30-day no-compete clause. Dakota Kai and AEW, I'll be very, very happy. I think I read somewhere today where they said they will be doing this like every 60 to 90 days, releasing NXT talent. So, my question is, why sign them if we're just, there's a chance of we get behind the person and Vince doesn't like them and then they get cut? Because it's Vince World and everybody else is just living in it. But me and Keith were talking about this and he said it would just make more people jump the ship that impact New Japan, AEW, stuff like that. Well, Instead of going somebody, nobody watches New Japan. Well, okay. I don't know how to say his last name, but his first name's Alfred. He's a fucking idiot who gets paid in hot dogs by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He's also on Wrestling Inc. with Justin Labar sometimes. And um, the first couple of times I heard him on there, they were reviewing Dynamite. And I kind of did think he was um, like AEW couldn't do anything right, according to him. Well, this guy's a buzzer. The only reason I continue to watch that show is because I love Justin Labar. Like, I used to listen to him a long, 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 long time ago. Like, before AEW was even a concept in Tony Khan's mind. But I blocked Alfred because I think he's an idiot. I never follow him, so if I get anything from him, it's somebody I'm following retweets him. Yeah, and that's where I saw him. That's why I blocked him. Because he has no sense of mind when it comes to professional wrestling. Sports entertainment, he has down to a key. It's not that hard. Oh, match last two minutes. Good. Whereas in pro wrestling, match lasts 25 to 30 minutes. Bad in his mind. But can't help everybody. So, it's his way of making money. Good for him that he's making money on it. But I think he needs to find something else because this isn't good for him. It's a bad business. Okay. So we all know Becky Becky Lynch come out and made comments about how WWE's women's division is better. Would you like to hear some stats? Yes. I love stats. Stats are fun because stats prove a lot of things. So just based on this year, 2022, Raw is a three-hour show. And out of that three-hour show, what percentage do you think is women's matches? Like, straight women's matches. And I'm not talking mixed tag, um, 
promos, straight matches. 16%. 4.8%. SmackDown is a two-hour show. What do you think their percentage is? 5.3. I was a point off. Dynamite is a two-hour show, and I feel is better compared to SmackDown than would be Raw, given that Raw has an extra hour. Dynamite's women's matches is a 6.6%. Damn. So two hours of show or Dynamite, 6.6% of their show is dedicated to a woman's match. Well, damn. Rampage, an hour show. What do you think their percentage is? 7.2. 10. 10.3. Damn. No, but the women in AEW and don't that's get that's not those. including, that's not including that on February 18th and April 22nd, SmackDown did not have a women's match at all anywhere in their programming. Well, damn. But yeah, no, WWE showcases their women better and they totally don't over-sexualize them. I don't know, man. So who do you think is doing a better job with their women's division? Impact. But Impact was not on the list. (laughs) No, AEW. Next, your boy Eddie Kingston said that he is in AEW for the long haul. Good. I love Eddie. Eddie's a G. My next question, who do you think was the better heel, Ric Flair or Roddy Piper? Piper. Why do you think Piper? Ric Flair's overrated. Who was your first wrestling villain? My first wrestling what? Villain. Bad guy. Oh. The Boogeyman. I fucking hated that guy. He used to cry when he come home. He freaked me out and he ate worms. That was disgusting. I was scared. I had a right to be scared. I was four. Mine is Ric Flair. So, my next comment slash wrestling news qualifies for our favorite segment in our wrestling podcast what the fuck Uh, are you ready to hear this huh my what the fuck segment goes to dax harwood for the best tweet of the week and he tweeted out sex is physical and emotional 
wrestling is physical and emotional. No wonder I like wrestling so much. I mean, um, yeah, I agree with Dax. Do you think Vince has failed to evolve in the wrestling business? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who are you excited to play play as in the new AEW video game when it's released? Is that even a question? I think I know, but I want you to tell me. No, that's not who I was thinking. Who do you think, Punk? Kenny Omega. Him too. I was not thinking Adam Cole. Why would it not be Adam Cole? I just wasn't thinking that you would pick Adam Cole. There's a list of people. I could go down that list if you want me to. Sure. Adam Cole, Kenny Omega... Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, The Young Bucks, Red Dragon, Jurassic Express. Um, basically everybody on the AEW roster. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Tay Conti, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, everybody in the AEW women's side of thing. So yeah, I'm gonna have some, some, a lot of fun on this game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So within the next seven to eight years, we may or may not see the retirement of people like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Kenny Omega. When they retire, who do you think will be the new face of AEW out of the following? MJF, Hook, Daniel Garcia, or Lee Moriarty? Wheeler Yuta. He was not on my list, but we can add him. Or Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler. I can see all of them being the face of it, truthfully. Because, like, MJF, he could be the dickhead of the company, which he already is. Maxwell is already one of the faces of this company. Okay, so we'll take Maxwell out, and then that would leave Hook, Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, or Wheeler Yuta. All of them. Like, there's just not one I can say. All of them are good. had to pick one. If you were Tony Khan and you needed a face of your company, who would you pick out of those? Ooh, Wheeler Yuta. I was going to say, it would probably come down between Lee Moriarty and Wheeler Yuta for me. I mean, I could see all four. Like, Hook will probably be the face of the company at one point. 
Well, I'm kind of like Maxwell, Hook, Garcia are like the bad guys, the bad face of the company, you know, yeah. like the villains you hate. And then I could see with when if Danielson and Moxley retire, we like you to turning and being a baby face and him and Lee Moriarty being the baby faces of the company. Yeah. If that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense because you have your heels who you also want to be the face of the company because they have fans and they'll just bring them in. Like mm-hmm. Maxwell. People watch this show when Maxwell is on to see what shit he's going to say next because he is the greatest person on the mic right now. And that's the fact. And I don't know no Maxwell fans. You? <laughs> no. Not me. And then your face, you have We'll put Adam Page right there. People love Adam. You don't, but people love Adam Page. They tune in to see the face of the company being Adam Page right now. On the women's side, you have Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. They are the women faces of this company. People tune in to see them, and they're all fucking amazing. All of them. They're great. That's great, as Tony the Tiger would say. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to make myself laugh because, like, I've been depressed for, like, the past six days. Okay. So, let's say AEW was Hogwarts. Okay. And you had to pick a house to belong to. Out of the four I'm going to name, which one would you pick? We have the House of Black, Dark Order, the Jericho Appreciation Society, and the Blackpool Combat Club. The Blackpool Combat Club. I'm torn because, like, I kind of like the House of Black because they're like evil and I'm evil. But I kind of like Dark Order because they're very sarcastic and funny like I am. Yeah. Maybe we need to buy a sorting hat that just sorts AEW factions for us. <laughs> so that that would be mine. I would be torn. So, news come out today that Stu Grayson was taking off the AEW roster page and rumor has it that his contract expired and the sides couldn't come to an agreement. I can see that. Damn. Some dude what? just said Becky Lynch looks like she's a 57-year-old grandma. He ain't lying. <sighs> my last piece of news or discussion who you got Bren Sasha Banks or Paige why would you do this 
choose to me? Because I can. Can I choose both? No. Why can I not choose both? Because I said so and I make the rules. Fuck. Um. Uh, uh, um. I'm gonna flip a coin. If it's heads, it's Paige. If it's tails, it's Sasha Banks. Ah! Paige. It's Paige. Okay. So that is all our random wrestling news that we have to discuss. Oh, no. One more thing. One more oh, thing. What you got? Roderick Strong asked for his release from this bozo company, and they did not grant his release. Well, I don't know why. Because creative have plans for him, is what I heard. The plans they have for him are to lose a main event. Well, that ain't my problem. And I don't see them releasing him if they didn't release Mustafa Ali. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so are you ready to jump into Dynamite? Yes. So Dynamite kicks off with probably one of the best matches they could come up with. And it is an Owen Hart qualifying match between FTR and FTR. And what I mean by this is Hash versus Dax. Fun match. And we get CM Punk on commentary. We love CM Punk on commentary. No. We don't like CM Punk at all. We love CM Punk. I do. What's wrong with CM Punk? He's a bitch. <laughs> okay. So, FTR comes out together to their own music. Dax yeah. looks very intense. The crowd is chanting FTR. It was very good technical wrestling on display. And it then was. we see Dax with a thumb to the eye to cash. And then we see Dax does a counter move on Cash and gets the pin. And Dax will be moving on in the tournament. After the match, they hug. I thought it was a great match. We see Cash sitting on the apron. Dax comes down, sits beside him, and gives him a hug. Your thoughts on the match? Fun match. Really enjoyed it. Uh I'm already going to tell you my top five moments. It's this match. Like, everything. That's all I have. My top five moments is just this match. No, you have to have five different moments. Five different moments from this match. No. Fuck. So next, we get a little announcement for the upcoming AEW pay-per-view in May. Double or nothing. And speaking of pay-per-views, I'm going to go off the rails. 
So I was switching pocketbooks today and I was happened to change out of my gold pocketbook into my hot pink pocketbook for spring and summer. And I put my hand in the pocket and guess what I pull out? AEW tickets. Sorta. It was our movie tickets to All Out. Oh, so that's we went amazing. The pay-per-view at the theater. That's amazing. So I didn't throw them away. I kept them in there. But anyway, back to Double or Nothing. We get the official announcement. CM Punk versus Hangman Adam Page. Let's go, Punky Brewster. I may or may not have sent out a tweet directed at Tony Khan that said something to the effect of, damn you, I have to pull for CM Punk now. <laughs> you don't have to. You get root for a tie. Does AEW do ties? Very rarely. They do. Go ahead. Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson versus Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, that's all I have. And we see Punk has a microphone and he says he's going to walk and talk at the same time and praises the locker room talent, blah, blah, blah. But your thoughts on Punk Hangman for the AEW World Championship title at Double or Nothing? Can't wait. Can't wait. Then we get a Scorpio Sky pro- promo. I love Scorpio and his promos. As you should. Then we get the BCC versus the Factory. And we get William Regal on commentary. I love Regal on commentary. And then we see the BCC attacks the Factory. And we see Daniel kicking ass. Then we, then we see um, him begin to kick the shit out of Aaron Solo with his kicks. Yeah, that's fine. That's only Aaron Solo. QT comes in for the save, and Moxley takes him out. Then we see Solo from the top rope. Danielson kicks him in the air. As Solo is coming off the top rope, Danielson catches him midair, and lands a fucking kick that you could have heard in the next year. Yay. Then we see Camarado taking it to Yuta. Yuta counters, and Yuta gets the pin on Camarado. Eh, fun match. Black I love up. QT. I love QT. He's so great. QT is amazing. Next, we get the Britt Baker, Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter promo. And we see where uh, Storm introduces Britt and Jamie to her new friend, Ruby Soho. Destination Ruby Soho. And we see that Britt and Hayter told Storm not to leave, but they were the ones that walked off. Yep. Were they scared they're going to get their ass kicked or something? I cannot pay attention during this interview for personal reasons. You are looking at titties. For personal reasons, 
you were looking at titties and whacking off. For personal reasons, I cannot confirm. You're looking at titties and whacking off. I cannot confirm or deny what I was looking at. And doing. Next. No. We get a Christian Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus promo. And then we see Jungle Boy looking all down and sad because he lost. You know why you lost, Jungle Boy? Because you suck. Because Kyle O'Reilly is better than you. And you know it. Exactly. And Christian says, you don't sound like a sore loser. Actually, you are just a just not a loser. It was a teachable moment. You're still the tag champs. We can right a wrong. And he proceeds to give an open challenge to any of the top five tag teams in AEW. And guess who shows up for open challenge? The third ranked tag team in AEW. And that would be from Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh, if they would take the titles off of them, that would be so fun. And Ricky Stark says they will take them up on their challenge anytime, any place. Let's go, Team Taz. Then we get one of my favorite matches Lance Archer versus Wardlow. I love me the murder bird. Love me the murder bird. Who doesn't love the murder bird? which technically is Murder Hulk, but Danhausen calls him Murder Bird, so I'm going to call him Murder Bird too. <laughs> um, before the match starts, we get a phenomenal promo by the one and only Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And he says, I'm seeing a lot of women here in this, in this audience. Then he looks at Sean Spears and says, hey, do you know what women in Philadelphia use as birth control? Spears says no and asks what? And MJF replies, their personalities. I mean, shitting on on Philly is one of my favorite pastimes. I'm a pit girl, so you shitting on Philly, it ain't gonna bother me. You're not wrong, Maxwell. Like, people would think Detroit's bad. Have you been to Philly? Have you been to Baltimore? Yes, I've been to both places several times. Mom, you live close to Detroit. It wasn't as bad as what people think it is. I mean, it wasn't as bad as Philly. Philly has rats the size of your sister's cat, Salem. Like, if I had to choose between to live in Detroit. of which, I, I heard that I will be getting to cat sit for two weeks when your sister is in Vermont. I'm When's so that? When's that? July. <gasps> we might get the cat sit together. Mm, maybe. And we see the fans flipping off MJF. Wardlow comes out again to no music. <coughs> the crowd begins to chant Wardlow. <coughs> and before the bell is rung, Archer flies over the top rope to take out Wardlow. 
big man being athletic is fun. Oh, both big men were very athletic because then Warlow proceeds to do a hurricanrata on Lance Archer. <laughs> and it looked good. It was I a mean, good hey, one. hey, Warlow, you want to come do a hurricanrata on, on, on my twat? I'm all for it. You can flip that thing inside out and bam, we'll be good. Then we see Warlow picks up the murder bird. And then the next move, Archer goes for the choke slam. Warlow's too strong. And we see poor Maxwell looking a little worried that um, Archer may or may not get the job done. They exchange some chops and blows. Then we see Archer going old school Undertaker by walking the top rope. Who doesn't love walking the top rope? AKA Undertaker. Yep. But not only was there an old school Undertaker reference in this match, Wardlow, Wardog, big man, if you've ever seen him, does a swan time bomb on Archer. I put in my notes Wardlow doing his Jeff Hardy impression. And doing it better than Jeff Hardy. No, nobody does it better than Jeff Hardy. Then we see the Power Bonds Symphony begins. Wardlow pins Archer. And I put in my notes, another MJF mercenary goes down in flames. Yeah was interesting. was fun. I liked it. Because we, Wardlow won. Yes. Then we get the JAS and as I titled it, the Kingston Crew promo sit down. There will be no physical contact. If there is, there will be fines and suspensions according to TK. Yes. Parker proceeds to say the world's greatest promoter, referring to Tony Khan, says he knows sports entertainers are best for fans and calls the fans the AEW Galaxy. <laughs> I fucking love the AEW Galaxy. <laughs> I, am a pri- I, I am a proud card-carrying member of the AEW Galaxy, evidently. Yep. The WWE Universe? Nah, never heard of it. The AEW Galaxy? Mwah. Chef's kiss. What's bigger, the universe or the galaxy? The galaxy. Then we see Kingston coming to the ring. He looks like he's on a mission. He throws out the chairs. Then we hear the crowd chanting Eddie. Jericho grabs the mic. Um, Someone threw something into the ring and made a wet spot on the ring. No, it was not I. I was not there. (laughs) Jericho demands an apology for keeping, for being kept out of the arena last week. Ortiz says, you want an apology from us, Christopher? He has something better than an apology. He begins to search all his pants pockets and pulls out the middle finger. (laughs) 
Ortiz is still walking around with Parker's shoes around his neck. Then he proceeds to ask Santana if he has something for him, and Santana flips Chris Jericho off also. Santana proceeds to tell Jericho, you turned your back on the two dudes that knew you best, were with you in the beginning. Then Garcia jumps in and says, I get it. You guys think you are so tough. It's not like you can hit us. And he kept trying to provoke them. As you should. Kingston's finally fed up and he goes, enough. Back up, youngin. Throws the table. He said, let's fight. I don't care if it's five on three. Jericho proceeds to say, you stupid son of a bitches are smart enough to realize it. We are going to take you out one by one. The JAS is putting a hit on all your asses. Kingston proceeds to ask Jericho if he knows what a hit means and explains to him a hit in Kingston's world means you end things. Jericho proceeds to tell Eddie Kingston that no wrestling company wants you and this is your last chance. So stand there, shut your mouth, and do what you are told, bitch. Then we see Jericho sitting down in a chair all cocky. Kingston gets in his face, says he can smell the fear on Jericho. When you say hit in our world, you have to be willing to put someone in the ground. And Jericho looks scared as hell. And it's the end of the promo. Thought it was a wonderful promo between both sides. Was a fun promo. It really was. Next, we get Serena D versus Sheeta in a Philly street match. Thought it was a pretty good match. Was a brutal match. We see both women beat the hell out of each other. Serena Deeb is currently the number one ranked women in the women's division. I wouldn't mind a Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb match at Double or Nothing. Serena Deeb ended up with a black eye from the match. The crowd was behind Sheeta. We see... uh, Serena D focusing on that previously injured knee from Sheeta. And Serena D gets the win. And in the back, we see Thunder Rosa looking on. Double or nothing, Serena D versus Thunder Rosa, AEW women's title. I hope. You down for it? I'm down for it. Then we get a Maxwell and Sean Spears promo. Maxwell tells Spears, I got a plan. And Spears hands MJF the phone. He calls someone and he proceeds to say, hey, big man, how would you like to make six figures? Tells Wardlow next week, you will be going up against a man smarter, stronger, and taller than you. And you can't teach that. Everybody's thinking it's Morrissey from Impact. Yes. 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 Because he is seven feet tall. And you cannot teach that. I did not know Impact and AEW had a working relationship. 
again. I thought Impact only worked with WWE. Impact's going to work with whoever they want. Next, we get the House of Black, and they come out with Fuego. And we see standing in a ring a person in a black cape. And we hear Alex, who's always with Penta, say, House of Black, it's sacrilegious to remove a luchador's mask. Told you if you mess with Fuego, you are going to get burnt. Then we see the house begins to walk to the ring. And then we hear Alex say, we have been waiting for the right moment to blindside you. Then we hear Penta's music. Penta comes out with Pac. Then Alex emerges from the tunnel. So if Alex is not in the ring in his black cape costume that he wears with Penta, who is in the ring? It is the oh, return of none other. Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. He returns. He begins to take it to Buddy Matthews, who, by the way, is dating Rhea Ripley. <laughs> and we get the Death Triangle back. They are flying over the top rope to take out the House of Black. Death Triangle House of Black feud for it, against it. For it. Then next we get another promo between Swerve and Darby. We see Tony Schiavone back there conducting said promo, interview, whatever you want to call it. And says, two men that are friends. Swerve says, friends is a strong term to refer to regarding me and Darby. We are rivals that beat the hell out of each other. <laughs> then he said, looking forward into turning, tuning into Rampage. Turning Rampage into whose house? Swerve's house. Darby replies, can't claim it's your house. AEW is Darby's house. No, it's Swerve's house. Because every place is Swerve's house. Then we get the Undisputed Elite versus Anderson, Varsity Blondes, Dante Martin, and Lee Johnson. And yet again, we see Julia just sitting there. I put in my notes so over this bullshit. How many times do I have to tell you this, mother? Okay, long-term storytelling is enough. Bitch, either turn or turn back to your regular self. Long-term storytelling. My next note. My next note. My next note. It's about long-term storytelling at its finest. The only long-term storytelling that's going to be told is Between My Legs with Wardlow. You asked for it. Do you want to know what my next note says? It says, BTE Monday should be awesome with the Young Bucks wrestling. (laughs) It's always awesome when the Young Bucks are on TV. Then we see 
und- I put undisputed jumps other team because I didn't want to write all their names. <laughs> um, I put varsity blondes looking good. Then we see Nick takes out the varsity blondes. Then I put, why does Dante always look angry? Because it's Dante Martin. Then we see the undisputed outside the ring regrouping, kind of arguing with each other. Then we see they isolate Anderson. And then the Young Bucks come in and do a super kick to bail out O'Reilly, who was getting his ass handed to him. The best part of this match whoa the best part and when i say best i mean best with a capital b-e-s-t we see nick fly through matt's spreaded legs as he's hanging upside down on the ropes to take out anderson and martin i'm i'm sorry mrs matt jackson but i'd be flying through his legs too He'll be flying tool. Yeah, because Matt's kind of hot. Young Bucks pick up Johnson. They do a BTE. Cole lowers the bomb. Undisputed Elite get the win. Then we see Cole Fish and O'Reilly putting on Undisputed Elite shirts. And then they hand Undisputed Elite shirts to the Young Bucks. I may or may not need that shirt. Oh, I need it. We may or may not be getting those shirts. I cannot yeah. confirm or deny that. Yay. Then backstage, we see that the JAS has taken out Ortiz and Santana, and Jericho does a fireball in the face of Eddie Kingston. I wonder if it's spicier than uh, the fireball alcohol drink. I don't know, because I don't drink Fireball. Then next, we get Sammy Guevara, your favorite, versus Scorpio Sky. Fun. Um, Before we get into the Scorpio Guevara match, your thoughts on Jericho giving the Fireball to Eddie Kingston's face? Because Tony Schiavone and commentary were like, we don't need anything like this in AEW. Great balls of fire. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Isn't that an Elvis song? That is not an Elvis song. It is a Jerry Lee Lewis song. Jerry Lee Lewis also married his cousin. I don't know who the fuck Jerry Lee Lewis is. There's a movie called Great Balls of Fire about him that stars Dennis Quaid. Go watch it. Oh. So let's get back to the Scorpio match. Yes. Scorpio comes out first. And in parentheses, I put, got to see all ego, hot. (laughs) Then we hear the crowd booing as Guevara's music hits. And Sammy goes under the ladder, Scott Hall style. That was an interesting thing. Bad luck. Then we see Sky take it to Sammy before the bell rings. Sky puts Sammy's throat across the rail. 
And we see that Sky is in control of the match early. And it seemed like Sky was always a step ahead of Sammy's moves. Then we see Scorpio Sky mocking Sammy, doing the crazy thing that Sammy does with his hands and his head. Then we see Sammy get some offense going with a suplex on the ramp to Sky. Sammy begins to climb the ladder. The ladder, Sky stops him. Then we see Sammy on top of the ladder. He does a twist off the ladder. It looks like he did too many rotations and Sky doesn't catch him. And I believe this may or may not be where he has gotten hurt, but he continued with the match. Yes. I think I did see this as the part where he got hurt at. Then Sammy proceeds to jump off another ladder. Scorpio catches him with a cutter while Scorpio was on second ladder. And Sky does the cutter on Sammy. Then Sky brings out a ladder with barbed wire on it. And you hear the crowd chant ECW. Then Sammy body slams Sky onto Bob barbed wire ladder. And then Sammy grabs Dan Lambert and brings him into the ring. And in my notes, I put bitch low blows Lambert. And then we see Paige Van Zant come down and she is teeing off on said Brazilian bitch. Then we see Scorpio climbing the ladder. Kay jumps on Sky. Sammy begins to climb, and Paige Van Zant jumps on Sammy's back. Then Tay and Paige Van Zant both do a roundhouse kick to each other. Sammy flips Sky off, and Sky decides he's going to bite his finger. <coughs> <laughs> then Sky lifts the ladder and sends Sammy into the barbed wire ladder. Sky pushes Sammy off the ladder, and Sky wins the TNT championship. Yay! Scorpio. I'm, I'm not sure that that was the plan all along. I'm thinking they were probably going to let Sammy retain it until Sammy got hurt. Yay, Scorpio! I mean, I, I'm not wrong that I'm kind of glad Scorpio won. Yay, Scorpio! Was kind of rooting for Scorpio Sky. Then we see, and I'm probably going to butcher his last name, Frankie Kazarian. Kazarian comes out. Scorpio is a two time champ. Scorpio and Frankie kind of do this handshake. And the look on Dan Lambert and Ego's face was like, what the fuck, man? I don't want them to split up Scorpio and Ethan. I thought it was an excellent match. Great way to end Dynamite. That it was. And now, since we've come to the conclusion of Dynamite, it is time for our top five moments from Dynamite. Okay, okay. I got, I got, I got mine, I got mine. The wow, Sheeta versus... No, I'm freeballing it, as always. But anyways, Sheeta versus Divas 5. I enjoyed that match. It was fun. The Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, and Britt Baker promo. That was fun for personal reasons. Because you were Remember? liking all your dick? 
number three is Hangman and Punk being announced for Double or Nothing. Number two is the Scorpio Sky Sammy match. And number one is the FTR match. FTR didn't even make my top five. You don't know pro wrestling. And I love the match. That's the bad part. And I love the match. My top five moments from Dynamite was the Swerve Darby promo. Yeah. The Wardlow Huracanrata on Lance Archer. The MJF Philly joke. Yeah. The Wardlow Swanton bomb on Archer. And number one was Scorpio beating Sammy and becoming two-time TNT champion. Yay! It's fun. I will say, I mean, I enjoyed Dynamite, but the one nitpick I had was there was a little too many promos for my life. And but less the promos were fun. Like, if the promos are good, sure, that's whatever. It's fine. But if you have bad promos, like the company that's currently running. Oh, you mean the one that's on my TV behind my head that you can see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who's wrestling. Who's wrestling right now? It's a six-woman match. Oh, okay. The one I was telling you about earlier. Okay. Any more thoughts on Dynamite? Great. 10 out of 10. Loved it. Are we ready to move on to Rampage? See. And special note, Rampage will be on at a special time this week, I believe. Okay, real quick. Here's my thing. People need to shut the fuck up about TNT moving Rampage up because what's going to get more views in the 10 o'clock time slot? Rampage or the NBA playoffs? Playoffs. Exactly. So, to the people who are crying... Well, it's not only uh-huh. that. SmackDown and Rampage took a hit this past Friday because you had NBA playoffs and the first night of the N- the NFL draft. So, the numbers were going to suck like wet balls on a horse. So, yeah. But I still think AEW did like 900K. Which is what they usually do. Mm-hmm. So, like, suck it. Okay, DX. But, anywho, on to Rampage. On to Rampage. So. Oh, shit. Rampage starts off with Swerve versus Darby. There was a sign in the crowd that said Utah Country, because Utah is from Philly. Utah's probably the only decent thing from Philly. Yes. I thought it was a good match. You see Darby with speed. The crowd is split between chanting for Swerve and Darby. 
Ricky Stark says my hate for both is pretty high. I love Ricky Stark's on commentary on Friday nights. <laughs> Can we see Darby go through the second rope? Swerve gets Darby. There's a great ankle lock. Knee bar by Darby. Swerve with a suplex. Goes for a pin. Darby with a coffin drop. Swerve gets his knees up. Swerve suplexes Darby on outside ring. Dark Stark sneaks down to the ring and is intercepted by Sting. Darby gets the pin and Starks call Swerve the match. <laughs> Thoughts on the match? Thought was a fun match. You can never go wrong with Swerve or Darby. Nice. Then we're gonna so, move on. Oh, go ahead. Real quick. Um, Britt Breaker did these things on uh, Instagram. She did what AEW wrestler are you? She got Dan Housen. <laughs> and then she did one for the Do- which WWE women's wrestler you are, and she got Ruby Soho. <laughs> <laughs> the two people that annoy her the most in the company. Mm-hmm. So next we get a Sean Spears promo. And he said he's going to give us a clue on Wardlow's opponent and says that he is seven foot tall and that this guy has a lot of PP. What's she doing over there, Sean? PP standing for pinnacle potential. <laughs> I need some pinnacle penetration. From Maxwell. No. Then we see Santana and Ortiz come out, and Santana attacks Jericho while Jericho is on commentary. And then we see AEW officials come out and try to restrain Ortiz and Santana. Next. We get our first women's faction in AEW, known as The Baddies, featuring Jay Cargill, Red Velvet, and Kira Hogan, versus some jobber sort of, I put. I put Liking Jade with her own faction. We see Jay and Sky Blue starting off. Jay tags in Red Velvet. Red Velvet begins to beat the shit out of Sky Blue. Then we see... Kara Hogan almost gets pinned by Sky Blue. Jade gets in, gets the pin. The baddies get their first win. Thoughts on this new faction? I love it. It's a great faction. I'm glad they let Jade do this. So, I'm here for it. And next, we have Darby and Swerve backstage. Darby says, that's not how I wanted things to end. Swerve goes, I know you wouldn't do a thing like that. I am rooting for you. (laughs) And perceives that he still has beef with Team Taz, and he will have to take care of. Then we move into a match with Keith Lee versus one of the ass boys, Colton Gunn. Yeah, we're the ass boys. And if you have not seen Hey EU with RJ City this week, he has Billy Gunn on. 
you need to check it out. It's hilarious. Oh, I watched the one with Keith Lee. That was funny. Yeah, you need to watch this one with Billy Gunn. Hey, W is like the greatest thing on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. The crowd is chanting ass boys. Then we see Keith Lee taking it to Colton. Throws Colton onto the top rope. Colton drop kicks Lee, takes him down, gets in control of the match. Then we see Keith Lee be- gets in control, throws Colton across the ring like he's a rag doll. Looked like Colton botched the move. Keith Lee gets the pin. W. Then we get a Hardy Boys promo, and I didn't take no notes on it. Then we get an Undisputed Elite promo. I put Young Bucks looking happy again. Matt is flexing. Oh, my God, I need to change my panties. I'm fine with you talking about Maxwell and Wardlow like that. Do you really have to talk about my favorite part of the Young Bucks like that? I do. I'm supposed to aggravate you now. Like, why can't it be Nick? Because Matt's cuter than Nick. What's wrong with Nick? Nothing's wrong with Nick. I just think Matt is cuter. <sighs> Next we see... Next, we see Danhausen giving a promo. And Danhausen says the two magic words send Hook. Hook comes down to the ring, looks like he's ready for a fight. We get to hear a Hook speak again. And they are interrupted by smart Mark Sterling. And he proceeds to say, Do you want to see these guys fight? The crowd chants, Yes. Sterling says, Well, I don't. Both Hook and Dan Housing are looking at Smart Mark, and Tony Nese attacks Hook, then Dan Housing from behind. Hook takes out Sterling, then he takes out Nice. Dan Housing curses Sterling and Nice, but Hook was coming up behind Dan Housing, so I'm not sure if Dan Housing actually cursed them or they were scared of Hook. Both. The crowd begins chanting a new saying. Hook Housing. Hook housing. How you feel about that? Give me hook housing now, ASAP, pronto. I need hook housing. Dan housing extends his hand to Hook. Hook grabs Dan housing, and then he rolls out of the ring. It would be very handsome and very evil. I kind of like that. I like to see them tag up. Against Smart Mark and Tony Nice. <laughs> Give me Hook Housing. Then we get an Ass Boys promo. And we hear that it's the first loss for Colton as a singles wrestler. Austin goes, We can do singles, tags, trios, and rap. The acclaim show up and says, No, no, you can't rap, Colton. And they go, Great effort. Like your positivity. Let's look on the bright side. When we, all of us team up, we never lose. Colton and Austin proceed to say they have to go talk to dad. Max Caster says, yeah, go talk to daddy. They asked if they wanted the scissors. 
<laughs> then they proceeded to ask the girl if she wanted to scissor and she's like no <laughs> i love the oh, and also if you didn't watch dark tonight you need to go watch it just the max caster match and listen to his rap oh, God. he talks about the dude having a small ding ding <laughs> i have a reason to watch dark tonight now and it was actually pretty good well i mean it's a and the jay wrestles too yeah, didn't she team with Chris Statlander? Uh-huh. See, now you got another reason to watch it. You like both of them. Yeah. And then we have Samoa Joe versus Tramp Beretta. I can't stand Tramp. And we get Bobby Cruz doing the ring announcing. And I noticed that Chucky e. T has a new best friend shirt on. So I thought Wheelie. And then one of the commentators mentions that Trent had a four-year run in Ring of Honor and could not capture gold. Then we see Joe taking it to Trent. Trent finally gets some offense. Then we see Trent chopping at Joe, finally getting Joe off his feet. Trent gets a two count. Joe puts Trent in an STFU. Trent makes it to the rope. I've put in my notes, waiting for Lethal and crew to come out and cross Joe the title. Joe puts Trent to sleep, gets the rent, gets the win. Then we see Tony Schiavone in the ring with Joe. Now we get the Lethal crew, as I call them. Big man heading to the ring. OC intercepts him doing his little gig. And then we see Lethal and Joe in the ring going at it. AE officials trying to break them up. And then as Rampage is going off. We hear Jericho say, Santana, I'm taking you out. Mm-hmm. My I side notes. It. I love Jericho. My side notes for this is really not into the Joe Lethal feud. Rampage was on fire this week. Yes. But then again, when is AEW not on fire? And that is it for Rampage. Pretty fun. Awesome. Exciting. So, do you have any more wrestling stuff we need to talk about? Uh, no. Well, if that's the case, then we'll be back next Saturday hopefully, on a regular schedule with our AEW and wrestling well, news review. Hold on. We, we got you the week in the schedule. Got the Moon Knight season finale. I'm not done, but go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. We got the Moon Knight season or series finale on Wednesday. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Star Wars review, New Hope, right? Is that the one we have to watch? Uh huh, on Friday. So, New Hope, Saturday, AEW, and then Monday, there's a movie coming out this week. 
might be an MCU movie. Man. We happen to be talking about that trashy movie called Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. It's not going to be trash. But yeah, Multiverse of Madness review on Monday. <laughs> so random shit Monday. Yes. So yeah. It's gonna be a fun week. Mm-hmm. The other TV turned on. Yeah, it does that. It turns off by itself. I'll turn it off when I get up. If it but, off yeah, it does. I said if it does that oh. when I get done. So that but, is our schedule for the rest of the week and going into next week. Our Star Wars review will be on our Patreon, so if you're not a Patreon member, go over there and sign up. And join the Patreon and become a mid-podcast Patreon. As you should. Follow us on Twitter at The Mid Podcast. As you should. We need to get more active on our YouTube channel. Uh, There's not a lot to post on YouTube. I don't know. YouTube's been pissing me off lately, though. I've been trying to upload stuff, and it's just not letting me. So, I just kind of gave up and haven't went back to it since. Maybe you need to invest in a new computer. I like my computer. I don't think it's my computer. Maybe you need to invest in a new computer for school slash podcast in the computer you have for gaming. Stay for gaming. I mean, if you are offering me a laptop. <laughs> Minnesota sucks at hockey. No, I'm just saying. You get a refund from school, you can buy yourself a new computer dipshit. So basically what'll happen is you'll call mom. Mom, I need a new computer. So mom will use her debit card that's hooked to your bank account to buy you a new computer. Get you a MacBook. When I do that, Yes, you would. Yeah, you're, you're right, I would. I don't even know. What do we got coming up for Dynamite this week? What matches? Deanna Ferraza is going to be on it. That's like the only thing I care about. Oh, yeah, she's wrestling um, Mercedes. Mercedes Martinez. We all know Deanna Ferraza. So I'm very excited because. The champ I, champ. I love Deanna Peraza. Virtuosa. Yes. Uh, Warlow versus unknown opponent, but we all know it's Morrissey. We all know it's Morrissey. Uh... Unless it's the fucking Undertaker. (laughs) That'd be some shit. (laughs) Kane. Yeah, but outside of that, I'm really not sure. TK will probably announce some more stuff soon. Oh, before we head off the podcast, do you know whose birthday it is today? Kyle Bush. Besides Kyle Bush. Do you want me to give you a hint? Yes. Do I want to do it without? I'll just do the basic. If you smell 
what the rock is cooking. Oh. Dwayne the cock. I mean Dwayne the cock couldn't do it. Dwayne the Rock Johnson turned 50 today. And damn does he look good for 50. Dwayne the Cock Johnson. Do you know who else has a birthday today? Kyle Bush. Besides Kyle Bush. No, I don't. The know. best commentator in WWE. JR. The best commentator in WWE at the McAfee. present time. Pat McAfee. Nice. Nice. So, we are done with our wrestling and AEW review. Like we said, follow us on Twitter. Go check out our merch at themidpodcast.com. Use the discount code I give you at the beginning of the show to get free shipping on all your merchandise. Go over to Patreon. Become a Patreon member. You get to hear our review of Star Wars A New Hope on Friday. And all of our other Star Wars reviews. Yep. And we will talk to you fellas and gals on Wednesday. Goodbye, people of the interwebs. <laughs>